Son of God, He is near. He chose to walk with us these tribal trails. Tribal trails. My heart and reason why I want to share this is because I know there's a lot of young people like my age, like in my community like we were just there and like there's guys that i went to school with that are dead you know that, more that, than a few more than a few you know like murdered and you know so if my, my story could be as real as it can be hello and welcome to travel trails that was Dwayne flamont from Roblin, manitoba he and his wife, Lovejoy, were guests previously on Travel Trails. In that program, they shared about their relationship with each other and God. Today, Dwayne will tell us about the times before he met Lovejoy when he was a young man going through some real hardships. As he said, he would like to tell his story so that it would be a help and encouragement to young people who may be facing similar issues. God did a great work in his life, and I know he can in you too. Duane grew up in Pine Creek First Nations in Camperville, Manitoba. He begins his story there when he was still a youth in school. I remember one day I was sitting in class and this young girl just sat and overlooked at me and said, you know what, Duane, you're going to be stuck in this town forever. You're not going to go anywhere and you're not going to see anything. And I remember sitting there and I believed her, like I believed everything she said to me. And when life went on, I remember like seeing drugs and alcohol, like were a common thing at home. Like it was just, you know, I, we'd go to the drug dealers for my mom. You know, it was just jump on your bike and ride and come home. And it was just, you know, I saw it made my mom happy, you know, so it made me happy, you know. and. When as I got older and learned what it was actually doing, I thought to myself, I don't want anything to do with drugs and alcohol. You know, I don't want to smoke, I don't want to drink. And uh, and as I got into my teen years, like I remember I had a lot of questions of why my dad isn't in my life. Like, why is my mom addicted to drugs? Why was I abused as a boy? You know, why was I bullied? You know, and... And I began to cry out to God. I cried out to God. I remember I'd go walking on the lake, you know, where no one could hear me. And I'd scream out, God, where are you? You know, if you're real, show yourself to me. Prove that you're real to me. And like nothing would happen. You know, there would be no big voice from heaven. You know, and I think I was expecting something to happen and nothing ever happened and I do that you know throughout my teenage life early teens and and then I some new guys came to our community and they pressured me into smoking weed and I remember thinking to myself I was like ah, I don't need to do that like I see that every day I touch that it's in my home you know I don't doesn't appeal to me you know, but eventually he, he got me to come around and I remember when I first smoked, I found drugs was a really 
good way to help me forget about my childhood and the bullying and and the abuse at home like and uh but also in my young younger years like there was I had an uncle his name was Jack Fulmond and he would take me to these tent meetings and he'd take me like all over the place with him traveling to these meetings he he'd play guitar he wasn't a very good singer you know but he'd sing this song amazing grace he'd always sing this song you know and i remember just going with him in these meetings and hearing him talk and hearing him sing the song over and over and like i remember as a young boy he'd come over to our house and i remember one specific time i went running up to him and i just saw this like glow on his face and he just had this love in his eyes like it just looked like you know when i remember i was taken back by that you know i was like wow some weird is happening you know but i into his god you know knowing in his life and stuff and yeah so as i got into more harder drugs and stuff like my family disowned me like i would go from house to house cousin to cousin you know and they would i'd steal from them you know to get high to get a fix and stuff and and got to the point where everybody shut me out like my friends that i would hang out with and get high with like they just totally pushed me aside and and my mom pushed me out and i had nowhere to go and i was living in the bush you know i was sleeping in abandoned cars and abandoned houses like i was just really low and hungry like i wouldn't eat because i had nowhere to go you know and and uh and around this time it was kind of fall time and and i remember i would i was just yeah just all alone and these people in our community saw that i had nowhere to go and so at this point my uncle jack passed away and uh so his where he lived the house was empty and these people offered for me to go stay in his house mm-hmm. and so i went stayed in his house and uh I remember I was all alone like this house didn't have no plumbing or no heat you know I'd be chopping wood trying to stay warm and stuff and and I remember I was one night I was lying there in my uncle Jack's house and my mom gave me this bible you know and I remember I had this bible still and I remember I I just opened it up and I started reading it and and i remember this song started playing in my head amazing grace i and the, these words i once was lost but now i'm found and uh and uh i remember sitting there looking out the window and i th- thought to myself if i don't leave this town like i'm going to die you know i'm going to i'm going to die you know and i remember it, it was beginning of november and it hadn't really snowed much that year but on that day it started to snow and i remember looking out the window and i thought i got i got to go you know and i grabbed 
the few clothes I had, you know, I didn't have winter boots or winter nothing winterized and I started walking down the road and I remember I had uncles here and stuff. I remember there's one uncle in specific, he was a wino alcoholic. So I thought, you know, that's my only option is to go there and So that's in Roblin? That was in Roblin, yeah. So I started hitchhiking in November, big snowstorm, and I remember as I was hitchhiking, like, the cars wouldn't even see me. So I just gave up sticking out my thumb and just kept walking. And, and uh, as I walked, like, I just felt so lost. Like, I just felt so lost and alone. And But these words kept going in my head. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. ended up in Roblin you know there's a few cars that stopped and one guy stopped he, he gave me he's yelling at me he's like what's the matter with you don't you know it's snowing someone could run you over and he said something told me to turn around and pick you up and he's all mad that he something told him to turn around and pick me up and he took me all the way to Roblin and uh, yeah and I knew where my uncle lived so I showed up at my uncle's house and he was passed out so I just went and slept on the bed. And it was a couple months before he realized that I was even there, you know. And, and I lived there, and again, I felt so lost and alone. Like, his house was just a party house. Like, people were coming in, going. I wasn't the only one living there, right? There was other people living there. And... and uh, but yeah, this song kept playing in my head and 
and I began to read the Bible more and read it more and more and and it was about a year living in Roblin. I got a job throwing garbage on the garbage truck. And I was living at my uncle's place and I tried to quit smoking and tried to quit drinking and tried to quit the weed and stuff and how were you surviving uh, before that? Before the job, I would just be, yeah, like my uncle, he would spend all his money on wine, and I just, there was no food there ever, so I just eat what I could, and then someone told me there was a food bank in Roblin, so I'd go to the food bank, and when I first came to Roblin, there was, uh, it was around Christmas time, and I remember I was lying on the bed and someone came knocking on the door and they said, here, this is for you. And it was a Christmas hamper. Like the community gives out mm -hmm. hampers and there was like ice cream in there and chocolate and turkey and it was potatoes. <laughs> and I, yeah, I ate good that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, it just, seemed weird that people would care, you know, to come and give me food and, and, uh, yeah, it was just barely scraping by. I, I was still, in Roblin, I was still breaking into houses to steal food and steal money and, and I, uh, one night I broke into the liquor mart. I barely got in and this RCMP officer followed the trail of blood to where I was and and uh, she told me she cared for me. She told me she wanted to see me succeed, you know, and I remember thinking you should be throwing me in jail, not telling me all this stuff. And there was other people in the community that said they saw potential in me, you know, they said, And these people would tell me that, and I, it's hard, it was hard to believe them, you know. It's hard that they saw something in me. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How did you uh, land up in this church? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so I got a job on the garbage truck. And I, someone invited me, they were having a youth night in town, and someone invited me to come. And uh, I remember I walked in the door and there was all these young people, you know, they were jamming out on guitars and playing drums and saying Jesus' name, Jesus, you know, all hardcore and stuff. And I remember I walked into the church and and I was like, man, I want what those guys have. You know, I want to say Jesus' name like that. And I want to, you know, 
have what they got. They're excited about God, you know. Because I always thought God was someone that was very far away, you know, very distant and only looking down with judgment, you know, and condemnation and stuff. And, and here these young people are so passionate about him in their hearts and stuff. And Anyways, there's speaker got up and spoke about Jesus dying on a cross and how he suffered and bled for me and my sins and stuff and and he made an altar call and he said if anyone wants to receive God you know come to the front and I remember I was at the front and I knelt down everyone was kneeling down and I knelt down and again I felt like God was like way up there you know, and I felt like he wanted to come into my heart, you know, and I remember quietly I was like, yes, God, you know, yes, God. And it's, he still felt like he was up there, and I remember I kept getting louder and louder, yes, God, yes, God. And by the end, I was like screaming at the top of my lungs, you know, yes, God, come into my life, you know, God, and Anyways, and the people came over, the minister came over, and I thought they were going to kick me out or whatever, right? This native-looking guy had big curly hair, you know, just rough-looking, and and they came over and they prayed for me. And the one young guy, he looked at me and he said, you know what, God has a plan for your life, you know. He said, God, he's like, I see you being a preacher, you know, I see you telling your story. And uh, like that brought hope, you know, to me. And, and slowly might quit drinking. And How old were you then? I was 19, yeah. So how did you quit? I asked God, I said, God, if you could help me quit for one week. Like, you'll help me the next week and the next week. And I remember the first time I said that to God, like, the next day someone was like, here, let's have a drink, you know? And I was like, okay. And I'd drink and then I'd realize, I'd, you know, I'd be doing it again. And then the next week it'd be right after Sunday, I'd be like, okay, hey God, if you help me this week, you'll help me the rest of the weeks. And... It'd be two or three, four days, someone would be like, here, smoke this, you know, let's get high. And I'd get high and then, you know, and it would go on for a few months. And finally it was, I remember the first week, I was like, all right, God, you're going to help me, you know. And I remember, yeah, and I never, never went back. There'd be opportunity to do it again, but it would be so much easier to say, okay, well, I got to make it through the week. I got to get to church sober, you know, and and it happened and, you know, I'm 34 now and I haven't gone back. <laughs> so when you were just, when you said, make it to church, so you were like coming to church? Yeah, regularly, yeah. So how did you find the church? It was good, like it was, 
a little bit hard because I'm Métis, right? I grew up in a Métis community, so, you know, I... Like, the culture is a bit different, right? Like, there was, like, a lot of white people, you know? There's me and another guy that are Métis in the church, and... But there are other people that, you know, like that young guy that said, God had a plan for my life. He mentored me and stuff. And he, they took me to Mexico, you know. I had a criminal record and somehow made it to Mexico and back. And uh, we built houses for some poor people there. And that was my first construction experience. And uh, I thought I came from a hard poor place but in Mexico like there was you know it was like a shed looked so appealing you know to those people a couple from the church gave me uh, to go on that trip 500 American dollars like and I remember looking at the cash I've never held that much cash I was 20 years 22 years old and they said here God wants me to bless you and I remember looking at that money thinking wow you know you know, a few months ago I was, you know, s passed out in a ditch somewhere. And then here I am, you know, building houses for God, for these poor people, you know. And So did that kind of change your life? It did, yeah. Like I saw a need, you know, that you can do something so simple, like build a shed for a family. And it changes their life, you know, and, and the church continued to bless me, like people would give me opportunity to share my story, you know, and, and they'd tell me, you know, like, you're here, you gotta, you have so much more potential than just throwing garbage, <laughs> you know. In a, in a way, uh, how, did, how, how did that uh, help you? Yeah, like, again, it goes back to where People said they believed in me, right? they saw something in me, you know, so a predominantly white community, white church, you know, for them to say, here's an Aboriginal guy, we see God doing something in his life, you know, let's, let's help him, let's mentor him, let's show him how to be a leader, you know, and that's, that was what they told me, their heart was for them to see me succeed, right? And I guess one of the things is, uh, do you feel the love of God? It's like when you know, you know, that someone loves you, you know, and yet it's tough when you haven't experienced love in, a, in the right way. It's still, you, you keep your distance, you know, but God, pours down opportunity, he pours down finances, he pours down reconciliation with my family, you know, and I see that, you know, I see that God's, his hand is always towards me, to bless me, to love me, it's just me, you know, sometimes I, you know, I put the brakes on or I choose to go the other way, you know. But I know it. I can't run away from God. You know, I know. 
So what would you say to somebody that is struggling like the way you are struggling? That is uh, yelling at God saying, where are you? If God were to give me everything I wanted in that moment, like I wouldn't have been ready. You know, if God were to give me, say God, said, okay, Dwayne, in that moment when I was out on the lake crying out to God, okay, here's everything I'm going to give you. And he dumped it all on me. Like, I would have ruined it. I would have ruined my marriage with Lovejoy. I would have ruined my relationship with my kids. But I think over time, you know, God slowly gave me what I needed. Do you have a favorite verse that you like to share? I mean, I think the one that makes the most sense is for God so loved the world, you know, that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And I think for me it's true because, like, I feel like my life was nothing and now it's become so much more that the everlasting life actually starts today. You know, it's it's not when I die that I get everlasting life. Like, I feel like my life is so full and uh, that I'm living that everlasting life story. You know, I feel like that God loves me so much, you know, that He'd, he'd pick me out of a bad situation and and give me more than I could ever imagine and think. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Duane. Praise God for what he's done in your life. Perhaps you are a young person going through some of the same struggles as Duane. Or maybe you know someone who is. Even if your life experiences have been different from Duane's, maybe you have pondered the same question as he did. All through his youth, Duane asked, Where are you, God? That question was answered when he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Did you notice that Duane's problems just didn't all disappear when he became a Christian? The Bible never promises that. However, as we seek to build our relationship with God and allow Him to work in our lives, we will see changes just as Duane did. In fact, God's Word has many promises for us when we trust, love, and obey him. Let me give you just one example. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Duane can confirm that this is indeed true. If you have questions about God and his word, please contact us. Thank you for watching and God bless. If you're down and broken hearted And you just can't seem to find peace of mind You're searching for your answers But your problems are getting worse all the time Just reach your hand to Jesus He will take you in And He will break those binds that bind He'll be the lily in your valley, you can watch him bloom all the time. 
found a lily in my valley Found a strength and I was warm Found a place to leave my burden Found a refuge from a storm Place where I can trade my dark skies For the beaming rays of sunshine Found a lily in my valley And it blooms all the time Found a lily in my valley And it blooms all the time